And welcome everybody to the ninth episode of this season of Friday Night Lights called Gut Check. And uh, I'm Blake and with me today is Lyle. Hey, what's going on? And uh, Russ has a full weekend of some things going on with his job, so he's not going to be able to be with us today. And uh, I'm sure Lyle, he'll regret not hearing you rip on the football again this week. We haven't talked about the episode, the two of us, yet, but um, I'm sure you had a, a few criticisms of how the uh, how the game turned out this week and the episode as a whole. I don't remember being that entirely displeased. Oh, wait, yeah. I was displeased that they talked about the Wildcat like 50 times and then they never ran the Wildcat. Until the last two minutes. Maybe. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. They kept talking about the Wildcat action, and then they put him under center. Well, one of the things I wonder, do we want to go ahead and agree on the front end that we don't talk at all, or at least not much, about the Julie Taylor storyline? Well, I don't really think there's that much to say about it, is there? It, it still seems so forced to me. I don't know. I mean, I, and not once. I mean, I know that when you go away to school, you don't talk to your parents every day. But at the same time, she spends a week in Chicago, and no one has any idea. That's pretty extreme for a college freshman to just randomly spur the moment drive. How far apart is Chicago from where they're supposed to? I mean, it's a long way apart, I would think. I would think it would take, I mean, easily all day long to drive there and back in that little bitty, you know, car of hers. I would think that semester is shot for her. I mean, how long has she been out of school? only thing I can think of is if she knows that old Derek Bishop can pull some strings for her because she's got something to hang over him now. So... I don't see any way you can get back in school as much time as she's missed. Right. I don't know. But, you know, it was it was kind of endearing to see him open the door last week, I guess, Saracen. And then again, you know, I, I was kind of curious how he was going to react to her confession that, you know, she was hanging out and sleeping with a, uh, with a TA. I, I don't know. I guess they're setting it up. They're supposed to be, like, together forever now, I assume. I mean, yeah. with him running up to the car. So we work this out. Like yeah, good luck with walking that out. You live in Chicago. She works in te- lives in Texas, and y'all are like eighteen years old. Well, I was—I mean, I almost expect her to drop out of school and move to Chicago because he's like, you know, I want you to live here. That's cool, but you don't. So I, I was glad that he actually did say, "Am I just a rebound?" Because that's not me. But I thought he's about Maybe to confess. Will, I don't know. I thought he's about to confess that you know he has a couple of Chicago hand models or something that he hangs out with pretty regularly. <laughs> Are there only two more episodes? Uh, four. <coughs> Excuse me, oh, four. Thirteen episode. Yeah. Deal. I, for some reason, I had in my head that it was eleven. Yeah, and so, and actually, I don't believe that Russ is going to be with us the last two episodes at least because you know he'll be over in, uh, in Africa, the other side of the world, adopting his child. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so like you say, four four more episodes to go. We, the Panthers, barely made state. Uh, obviously with this episode, but one of the things that um, I thought about it when I watched it, but then actually I'd read something about it too, but it, this is the first time we've ever seen flashbacks at all. Like, you know, the, uh, the we ended last episode with them about to go for the pep rally and them wanting to choke each other. And then we in, started this episode with Jess basically cleaning up a dirty, um, a dirty stadium with Slam and Sammy, who I guess has moved over from the Dillon Panthers and booted, uh, Willie Gault as the as the radio guy, but uh, you know him talking about just how horrible they played, and uh, it, but they kept doing it flashbacks as the guys were arguing in the locker room. You kept seeing mistakes people made and all. I know I like that too. I like the same same as I like the way they showed highlights in buddies uh, earlier. Sure hard to I mean it gets very formulaic if you just keep showing the game every every time. You know I kind of like yeah. that they're doing different 
going different ways to show the action and everything. I thought it was cool. But it's obvious that more and more people, even uh, even Tinker, I think, threw a couple of verbal jabs in there towards Vince about uh, his play or lack of. Yeah, they're arguing over who knows the plays and everything. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess the, the Vince meltdown, I guess, is over now. And it's, it looks like from the previews for next week, they're, they're going to build back up. I don't know. Sure, he's a good. He's a good guy. Did you see the previews for next week? I did. I did. But even even like- this episode here, though, it. I mean, it, you said it last week that you know it flipped so quickly, and now all of a sudden we, we you know the guy that we loved and saw grow from not much of anything, all of a sudden he's somebody that we're starting to despise a little bit, uh, and he. I think he solidified that again, at least within this episode, the way he talked to his his. Uh, girlfriend, the way he talked to his coach, the way he talked to his teammates. It's all about me, 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 me. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about – I don't like the way uh, Jeff is like the the moral, like, uh, you're not staying true to who you are, you know. You're supposed to be this way, and now you got the big head. I've just seen that 10 million times in sports movies and sports stories and stuff. There's always the girl who, who remains true who was like, you know, I just like you – I, I, why is there never a girl in the sports movies who like gets caught up in that too and is like all proud that her boyfriend's on TV and you know she's along for the ride and all that kind of stuff that, that was in Varsity Blues wasn't that Amy it's Smart it's in everything man. <laughs> yeah. it's in everything the natural there's the you know Glenn Close is the the moral character who doesn't care about all the glitz and glamour and all that kind of stuff it seems like uh, you kind of get caught up in that a little bit if you're no. dating somebody who all of a sudden was gaining fame and notoriety and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there is an example. I'm not sure. There's not many. I mean, it, it seems like it happens a lot in a lot of sports movies. But, you know, cut to practice, the ne- I guess it was the next day, or at least in the, in the coaching offices, you know, Crowley again with his uh, – with his, you know, intelligence, he, he seems to know exactly who it is. The problem, he's saying, "This is Vince, guys, he's lost his team." Um, you know, we talked about would Vince be demoted? What would happen? Uh, of course, his his dad is thinking it's just a uh, it's a threat. Coach is bluffing, but uh, you know the way that he that after he did get benched and after he wouldn't put him in and after his dad sees that you know he fast forwarded and Luke actually did you know do well and started running the wildcat with you know a minute and a half, two minutes left and won the game. Ornette looked like he was about to go for the jugular. Yeah, I would have liked to see him charge the field. I'm ready to see him just come to blows, I think. Do you, do you expect uh, that to happen? Uh, I don't know. It never seems to happen. You always think it's going to happen with coaching somebody, and then it never happens. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I really, I think he's going to die. I don't know why. I just kind of think he's going to get murdered or something. Wow. I could see that being. I, I could see I don't that. Know why, well, that's the feeling I get. If that happened, Vince's legs are cut out from under him again. You know, he's he's humbled, and then he's going to come back to coach, and coach has to, you know, actually give somebody a hug besides his wife and daughter. Maybe after five seasons, and uh, put the world back together. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not. I just it seems to be the thing. Every the whole show is about daddy issues and everything. True. I think it, it did like solidify. something else will happen. I, I just can't see him. Now he's out. He's on the straight and narrow. He's going to stick with the straight and narrow and all that kind of stuff. Talking about Ornette? Yeah. 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 
it, I think it solidified again that he is a snake. And it, it's, I think he is looking out for his son's best interest, or he thinks he is. Not He's not just being completely self-serving. You know, like, what can I get out of this of my son? But at the same time, it's, you know, even even a comment that Vince made, I think it was to Jess in the locker room before they broke up, when he's like, you know, I got a highlight tape to go work on, you know. But I, I Did think you say that's, that? I yeah. don't remember that. Yeah. He said, I've got a highlight <laughs> tape to work on. They're awfully concerned with all that stuff for him to be a junior and not a senior. I think that's just because we know we have one. This is the last, you know, leg of the of the whole race, if you want to call that, for Friday Night Lights here. Yeah, that's what I think too. I think they have to. They're rushing through a bunch of stories they wanted to do before. But you know, Jess did play the dad card, and that was when Vince got all really angry with her. You know, so, oh, you just listen to your dad too much. Is this what your dad says? And that was when he looked like he was, you know, pretty pissed off about things, and she broke up with him, or he broke up with her, or whatever happened. Yeah, I, it doesn't seem like they've given Jess much to do this year. Like, her whole universe revolves around Vince. Every storyline had to do with her, like, hey, we're going to make her the manager of the team, and she's around Vince, and he's upset about it. And then it has to do with her being the moral voice for Vince and all this kind of stuff. Well, I like that she was able to sit down with Luke and, you know, go ahead and walk him through. Not that it seemed to work very well, but it's the same time that she sat down with him and was able to, uh, you know, Still try to be the coach because you know the first of the season we were thinking is she gonna actually end up being an on the field coach at some point. Uh, I I didn't care for that. Did it seem forced? It seem, yeah. Well, come on, it seems a little unrealistic for. Right. A, I'm sorry. I'm about to sound like a misogynist or whatever, but for a high school girl to sit down with a quarterback and go, "Okay, uh, Wildcat." 26 or whatever it was. What's your read? read. Yeah. What's your read killed me. I'm like, come on. How many many high school girls talk like that about football? Uh, None that I knew of or have ever known of. I know some girls who are pretty knowledgeable about football and watch a lot of football and everything, and they don't even say the quarterback's missing his read. I don't know many guys that say they that. They might say, why are they covering – why are they throwing to the guy who's covered or something? It's, but yeah. no, hardly anybody says – you know, uses that jargon unless they're really immersed in football. I don't, I don't know many guys that say that, to be honest. Yeah. I I even usually say, you know, he's usually – they're always throwing to the – the guy who's covered or whatever. Yeah, he's not checking off. Yeah, as soon as as soon as or he's not going through his progressions. As soon as right. he said that, I started thinking about Jevin Sneed, who used to play quarterback for Ole Miss and you know was supposed to be a high draft pick and ended up throwing a million interceptions because he didn't go through his progressions. He didn't know his reads. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe that he was, needed to have a conversation a with Jess for me. Yeah, so, so he needed to be dating Jeff. Jess could have saved Jevin Sneed. I yeah, I, uh, I've also decided on a different note that uh, Gracie Bell needs to be uh, wearing pigtails all the time. <laughs> That's she, her, her ideal look. Well, at the same time, it seems like we've never heard her talk more than when she's been hanging out with Epic. So maybe she just needs to hang out with Epic more. I hope that Epic is done from here on out. I, you know, I, we brought it up last week, and I, I still saw that look in Tammy's eyes when she was explaining to Eric that she's going to have to go here and there, and then she's going to be taken to a new home. There was that huge, awkward, pregnant pause there. And I kept waiting for her to say, or she could come stay with us, you know. 
Did you do you think she's going to end up moving in with him? I, I don't know, but you know, he Eric looked at her, and says you've done all that you could for that girl. And I was wanting her to say, I was not wanting oh, to. That'd I was expecting her to say, not everything, Eric. <laughs> Because you know that her, would be horrible. her heart was melting when she was drawing the starfish princess or whatever it was with uh with Gracie. Yeah, she's better with Gracie than Julie is. Oh, totally, totally. And, and you know, I, I've never been a fan of her, but I really don't like that other female teacher that that uh accused, accusing her and not whether she did or didn't steal twenty dollars. I don't know, but just the way that she came after it. Um, I'm going to look in your purse right now. She's like, no, you're not. And you know, It's not a very good school. Most of those teachers suck. <laughs> I wondered if you had any uh, familiarity or if there's any parallels with your own. Outside <laughs> <laughs> of Tammy, it seems like that they all suck. Even Levi. We don't always know. Do, Tammy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't – I mean, she did hit Tammy. <laughs> Well, she didn't hit her. They, they're just all grabbing the purse at the same time. I think she got shoved. Well, pushed her or whatever. I'm pretty, you know, I've been teaching a while and all that kind of stuff. And I've taught at at-risk schools and now just, you know, completely at-risk, like uh, right. locked up kids and all that kind of stuff. And if I got a hand laid on me, I wouldn't be that uh, forgiving, honestly. But even and I'm if, pretty, even I'm if you pretty fed forgiving him. toward kids and everything. Well, in a school I used to work at, it was a zero tolerance policy. Even if a kid hit another kid, automatically they got handcuffed and taken to jail. I can imagine what they do if they did it to a teacher. Yeah. I mean, bad precedent to set. I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty lenient with kids. I got a lot of patience, but um, don't like getting hands put on me very much. Tammy is extremely patient and forgiving. I'm telling you, she may end up living outside of the house with uh, the. Oh, with I wouldn't the, doubt it at all. With the Green Explorer or Blue if Explorer. If it was uh, more than this just season going on, I would say it's a certainty. Yeah. We only have four episodes to snake and figure that out, see how that uh, ends up falling into place. Yeah. But Epic still has a tapeworm, it seems. I mean, she's still chowing down on everything she can get a hold of. I just think she has a tapeworm. I don't get how she's hungry all the time. I mean, they already said that she does get fed at home, and her home life's not quite as bad as we thought to begin with. Yeah. She's just crazy. We're going to find out that she goes to see Dr. House, and there's some, like, chemical deficiency in her diet that's causing all her problems and <laughs> her appetite. <laughs> she also looks way older than 16. Oh, but speaking of, this is the – I mean, I know that there's a pretty big age difference between them, but this is the biggest – the gulf between Matt – and Julie that I've ever noticed before. Because he looked like, I mean, he's probably almost a 30-year-old guy now in real life. And he looks so much older than her. I mean, so it's Yeah, so- he's really, like, filled out. Like, he kind of had a slight frame before and everything. Sure. He looks way older all of a sudden. I agree. I, I noticed that, too. Oh, and Julie used, again, her, her patented line that, don't freak out. But, you know, because she used to tell her mom that all the time. And he's like, don't freak. She's like, <coughs> don't freak out. But um, I had an affair with a teacher's assistant, and he was married. You know, so uh, again, guys, never, never trust a girl when she says the "don't freak out" line, because you're going to freak I'm, out. Uh, I'm losing interest in that story. Like everything that has to do with Julie or Epic, really anything that doesn't have to do with football, I've pretty much lost interest in. 
even Mindy being pregnant for a second time? No, that no, never mind. The Riggins family, I'm always interested in that. Anything that has to do with the whole Riggins family, I like Mindy. <laughs> I like her character. She's, she's odd to me that she's been on there for years and they never really said anything about her. Now she's like she's kind of becoming like a central part of the show. She's like, very honest. Like yeah, I like it. Now, and of course, you know, she's telling Becky that, you know, heck no, you're not going to be, you know, dancing at all, but much less, you know, you don't need to be waiting tables either. As I sense disaster. And now that, you know, Luke won a game and brought his, you know, former girlfriend and girlfriend again uh, out to eat with his parents, they're going to start warming up to her. And then it's going to come out that she's a stripper at the landing strip and mom is not yeah. going to be happy. I'm hope I'm guessing that uh, his dad will go to the landing strip there and wait tables, and it'll just be really awkward. They'll all be at to eat, and nobody will be saying anything because they don't want either one to mention the other in front of his wife or her boyfriend. That's what I'm hoping for. Is uh, hoping that, is what's his name going to be there? Stank, the the assistant coach. <laughs> Look, they only have four episodes to talk about whether or not he's gay. By the way. Yeah, I, I, I really want to know what happened with that. Why would they show that and set that up and make such a point to show him in the gay bar and then never mention it again? And the awkward look between he and Julie back then. Yeah. So Billy's happy, though. Billy's happy about being a daddy for a second time. Mindy seems not so happy. I still think Billy becomes a head football coach somewhere. Well, you know, back to before when uh, Crowley said, we know what the problem is. And he looked at Billy like I thought he was about to call Billy out on something. But then that was when he said, you know, Vince, he's lost the team. But I, I'm not quite ready to think that uh, Billy's ready to take over a team as his, as a head. I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't think – maybe not that team. But I thought they were kind of establishing – because they let him give the pregame speech and he did, a, you know, a good one. Yeah. And all like, that kind of stuff. And some late. of the – I can't remember the specifics. It wasn't there – Something he did in game one time that turned out to kind of be a different smaker. I can't remember if he was. That was when he knew that Tinker was not watching the ball or something, but it was actually Jesse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, they thought, oh, I kind okay. Of thought they were setting it up for that. But yeah. I, you know, I could be wrong. But it kind of seemed like I mean they're going to need extra money and all that kind of stuff. I could see him taking a job in a different town as a head coach. Or is uh, coach going to Shane State, and then he'll uh, he'll move into the position right there? I'm afraid of that. Is it is it too sugary, too syrupy to end it like that? Uh, I just don't think. I mean, being a football coach, even in a small town, even in as low a level as high school, is also like a PR gig kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you could get a job in a small town as the football coach if your wife was a known stripper. Yeah, because all your – As the head coach, you know? Well, and two, they've known how irresponsible you've probably been the last however old he is now, you know, seven or eight years since he's been out of school, I guess. Yeah, I don't think a football-crazy big school like that would hire a guy whose brother is a felon and whose wife is a stripper. Think That's about, why I thought maybe they could send him to a different town where nobody knows that kind of stuff or something and he know, could get a job. We talked the last few weeks about how much it seems that the team itself has almost imploded, you know, with the egos and all. It, it's just a huge juxtaposition with, was it what, four or five games ago when they went down to Kingdom, Texas, and they're all hanging out 
on the uh, on the balconies there, and we all said that was one of the best scenes of the entire season. When there's like you know it's not about football, it's just about you know playing a game with you guys because we love each other. And then boom, everything falls apart so quickly. Um, so we have four episodes to either see that put back together or see it be exploded to the point where you know we have so something's got to happen to make it be good. But I don't think I, I think I trust the writers enough where they don't just make it be too formulaic and too you know perfect of an ending there. I don't. I mean, you think they're going to win state, don't you? I mean, I guess, but see, now we've got the whole, is coach going to Florida or not, or is, you know, is Vince you know, going to be Mr. Ego still, or is he actually going to be truly humbled and, and be able to, you know, play it, be a team player or not. It, it almost seems like where I'm going to be disappointed regardless of what happens, because there's still so much that could go with next year. Well, one of the things is it seems like when a, when some a quarterback or a leader or whatever of a team loses a team, then it's lost for the whole season in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You rarely get to a situation where somebody loses a team and they turn it around in the same season. Unless something major happens. I've seen, like, you know, coaches I, quit and then, you know, the offense coordinator or whoever steps up and they rally around, well, this – Let's finish strong and something like that happen. But I agree with you. Uh, I can't think of any situations right off the bat where a team could turn it around in season like that. But I'm sure that's what's going to happen. I'm sure Vince will, you know, realize the error of his ways. That's what it looks like on the previews next week and everything. And, you know, humble himself and, and regain control of the team and he'll tear through the playoffs. Right. Well, not tear through. I'm sure there'll be a comeback in the last second. <laughs> in a few of the games, but that's, that's what I think will happen. I can see that too. And I'm wondering though, how, if, you know, we, we talk about the previews where we see that Vince comes to, uh, to coach's door and, you know, says, I'm, I'm, I'm done with no more tricks. I want you to not go away to Shane state, be here for my senior year. I'm going to do what you say. But I wonder if that's going to drive a wedge between he and his dad, because we don't see any clips of what's going on with, with Vince and Ornette. So I'm wondering if they're, you know, again, if he dies, maybe he died. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, that's why he came back. Well, I think he might not die. That quickly. Then, but, well, I, I think there's a chance he'll die or get sent back to prison. Something to take him out of the picture completely. Or it might be that once he realizes Vince is not his meal ticket, he just abandons him again. Yeah. When, uh, when the doorbell rang, were you thinking it was Vince or were you thinking it was Ornette? I kept thinking it was Vince. It ended up being Luke in this episode. I don't know. I don't guess it even occurred to me exactly who it would be. Or is it Mindy with coming to tell Tammy that she was pregnant again? <laughs> I don't have any idea. It, uh, him knocking on the door saying he couldn't lead the team to win. I was kind of surprised by that. Well, you know, he that even said like that again. Saracen, that seems like a Saracen move. Saracen was always unsure of himself. Well, he said that again even at the end of the game. You know, like, I, I can't do it, Coach. I'm forgetting all the reads. And then he's like, is that how you want to go out? Do you want me to take you out right now? Because I'll do that. And that's how everybody's going to remember you. And he's like, oh, no. Oh, the Wildcat. We haven't done that yet. Why haven't we done that? Just let that, me. Run, just that, let, you're right. That did get on my nerves. Just let me run counter. All they talked about was the wildcat all week, and they never ran it. Just let me run the counter. I'll just take. I'll fake it to Hastings as he runs around. 
<laughs> also didn't understand, speaking of Hastings, which, by the way, let me uh, commend the writers that Hastings has been on the show just the perfect amount since that first horrible episode. <laughs> Not much. Not much. But he still gets opening credits, and, and uh, uh, Buddy doesn't even. You ever notice that? Yeah, well, he's the new hot guy or whatever, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but it seems like they were, uh, when they were arguing, I don't know if you noticed this in the, the first opening scene where they're arguing about how everybody didn't know the plays. Right. They sort of, him and Hastings started going at it about which hole the running back was supposed to run through or something like that. It had something to do with the running back, which would not affect Hastings at all. I don't know. Because he's, he's a wide out. I think he was just piling on. It, it was kind of interesting to me that even though Vince was benched, for this game, that as at quarterback, they still never put him in as a receiver, as a slot back, as a running back, or anything else. It's like he just had to sit the entire game, which I thought was a little yeah, unreal, unrealistic. Yeah, scrambler. They could they could have put him as the man in motion in the Wildcat for sure. Yeah, or even a receiver, or a, you know something like that. I, I got an email um, this morning. We did, and I was going to read just a little bit and get your get your input on it, but. um this is from uh, Z Bing Tang. I think I said his name right. <coughs> Excuse me. But he said, uh, is it just me or does Coach treat Luke like crap? He says, Coach Taylor's awesome, but is it just me or is he treating him like crap? Starting from last season, Luke's the first player to show up for the nighttime training and gets little or no acknowledgement, much less reward from Taylor, Coach Taylor. Coach didn't look Luke in the eye, promised to do everything in his power to get him a scholarship, but then he seemed to spend the entire rest of season four mentoring Vince. At the time, I thought this was understandable because Vince was raw and undeveloped, whereas Luke had come up through the Panther system and was was already ready, apparently. And at the start of season four, the five star running back, because you know he was everybody talked about how awesome he was over for the uh, for the Panthers, and the stars to the Panther side favored to win, so Luke didn't really need any tutoring. But then this season, coaches made Luke play both ways for offense and defense while switching to what appears to be the pass oriented offense, which makes the quarterback look good. It's hardly going to get the best out of a guy. Um, you know, he talks about how, uh, apart from the t- Texas uh, Methodist visit, Coach doesn't appear to have anything to do to promote Luke to any of the colleges. While the TMU turned out to be a complete bust, he didn't even speak to Luke to explain the situation. Um, and he, you know, he talked to uh, talked to Vince a little bit about being honest or not being honest. But instead of making an effort to help Luke after the debacle, Coach gives it leaves it to Billy Riggins um, to try to talk to Luke about things. So, uh, do you think that Luke is getting a, a fair shake from from Coach Taylor at all? I don't know. He's right about it. How it is odd that he never talked to him about yeah. his recruiting trip or whatever. And they said he that talked he, to him before it, but he never talked to him after it or whatever. He says the portrayal of Luke and Vince's football skills between the two seasons seems inconsistent too. At the beginning of last season, Luke was already a stud running back, and uh, Vince had never played organized football in his life. But now Vince is the one that everybody cares about, and Luke seems to be, you know, getting either overlooked or nobody's caring about him much. Where Vince is getting letters from every college in the country, it seems. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, seems really consistent to <laughs> they me. They did. As well. They went to great lengths to put the mailbox in the wrong place and talk about how uh, Dylan will be losing their superstar running back and everything else. He's right about that. Yeah, I agree. Now completely. it seems like he's a better linebacker than a running back. Yeah, because then they say that he made all state last year or all district or something as a linebacker. 
At least we know now. You know, there's some conversation. All state, I think. There was some conversation with us whether he was a junior or a senior, and I always thought that he and, and Vince were the same class. Actually, I think they were last year, and then just. Wait, are they not now? No, remember, remember he, it was senior, senior night. Yeah, he was. It was senior night. Oh he, yeah, it was senior night. What happened to Luke's parents? I thought his parents were anti-football. By the way, like we don't even want you to play, and now they're showing up at games and stuff. I don't know. It's all. Are about those even life. the same people that played his parents last year? I think it's his same mom. I can't remember, but I don't remember that if that was the dad or not. I'm not sure. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, it sounds accurate. They are. It's pretty far-fetched that he would move Luke to quarterback. All of a sudden. At all. Because I don't want to depend on a freshman or whatever. And then essentially, like, a freshman in your system would probably look like he's 25. <laughs> he played J.D. McCoy as a freshman. Yeah. And he almost won state until a meltdown. I just can't see moving a, unless you're going to run the Wildcat the whole time. Moving a running back who never played that late in the season, I don't know. But it was kind of far fetched. And, and then I sent you that uh, that link that one of our listeners, Avery Mills, has sent to us about saying that Coach Saban basically did almost the exact same thing. That uh, yeah, that, I that, believe we use him as an example. Yeah, at Oklahoma Tech, of a coach who would do that, and I didn't know that he did the exact same thing. Yeah, for doing it for it was a running back actually, but uh, again, really interesting that I mean, I don't, either the writers are extremely. Uh, fortunate with their with their you know just what they're including or they're prophetic because again i see this ornette howard being a, a cecil newton clone i mean the writers get such praise from all over you know we talk about how great they are but you know i'm talking about real people that aren't us like real <laughs> critics and everything people talk about pay attention how, to. <laughs> how great the writing is and everything but really if they just watch a football season they get a lot of free ideas yeah i mean we can draw parallels to real life things all the time that are happening, whether it's the kind of offense they're moving toward or the specific storylines of recruiting and all that kind of stuff. I mean, the dialogue, yeah, I'll give them a ton of credit for the dialogue they write because that's one of the most impressive things. But like the actual sports center things, mm-hmm. most, a lot of us write off the real life headlines. You know? But, but some of it seems to happen after, I mean, obviously this Cam Newton stuff. They'd already written and were, you know, filming and, and wrapped up the, the entire season, the series, I guess, even before a lot of the Cam Newton stuff came out. I mean, I guess there's always the potential for, you know, an overzealous, you know, dad coming yeah, well, in I mean, and, you know, calling shots. Newton ain't the first dad exactly. to do that kind of stuff, but it's, it's, it's just the most well publicized because yeah. Cam Newton's the best player that's ever had it happen during the season. Who, who just declared, was it yesterday for the draft? Yeah. How yeah. high do you think he goes? Uh, they got him ranked as the third quarterback in the draft. The top 10, top 15 picks. Uh, I don't know who don't, they have ranked ahead of him. They got from Missouri and – It would have been uh, due to Luck Stanford. is not going. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, Luck is not going pro. So, I can't remember who the other one is that's rated above him, but I'd take him really high. Jeremiah Masoli? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I would take Newton very high. Oh, no doubt. And, I think he's got a cannon for an arm. I mean, I think he would do. And I, this may be a little far fetched at this point, but I think he could easily be a Mike Vick, Vince Young type of guy. Well, 
We better hope he's not Vince Young. <laughs> well, well uh, I'm just talking skills, on. skills, not mentality. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. He's got a better throwing motion than uh, Vince Young. Right. Well, I think I think we've exhausted this uh, this episode here. Unless there's something else that you can think of. Um, I don't know. I mean, with, there's a lot of stuff I'd like to see with only four episodes left. That I don't know if I'm ever going to see. Doesn't look like there's going to be a single buddy storyline, really. I mean, that was just kind of a blip on the radar that his son came. Right, and he hadn't really playing. done. Yeah, we haven't seen a whole lot of him since then. After twisted it or broke his ankle last week. Yeah. Um, oh, one of the things I did think was a pretty intense confrontation was when Coach actually benched Vince, and he came and he told him, you know, in the cafeteria, and then he was like, "Oh, you can't do that." Blah blah. blah. And uh, you know, Coach is like, "Do you want to make it two weeks?" And I thought that was, you know, I've I've, I've been impressed with how Coach has stuck up for himself or stood by what he has, you know, said. Even was it last week when he told Ornette, "I meant what I said," and walked away. So. You know, in talking about next week is they send whoever somebody, I guess it's Shane State, sent the crate of oranges. And so Buddy is about to start some campaign to keep Coach Taylor. And I, I don't know who you are and what resources you do or don't have. I don't think that uh, a high school, I don't know Dillon High School, much less East Dillon High School, can go against a four-year university to try to keep a coach. I've- yeah, next week, you know, Vince comes in and is like, you know, you're you're my coach. I want you to stay. And I, was, I just – it's hard for me to believe any high school coach would be that loyal to his players if he's got a shot to be a head coach at a college. Especially right now when this, he, his team seems like they'd rather, you know, stab each other in the spleen than, you know, play yeah, together. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's not like if, if I'm not the coach, Vince will never get a scholarship. I mean, dude's gonna get a scholarship. Maybe to show no matter who the coach is. I just yeah. say, listen, come play with me after your, you know, after you make it to college. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of him being, uh, you know, need a quarterback or whatever, there. Uh, one thing I said in the email about it, some of it might just have to do with that he's the quarterback coach. So he's always. Yeah. I mean, he was all. That's not the only quarterback that he was always hanging around. He was always coaching up Street and uh, Saracen and McCoy more than Smash or Riggins or whoever. That's true. Um, but no, he yeah, but the guy is right about the him neglecting worrying about Luke's future so much. But I guess Luke um, is going to become a college player by banging a tractor tire with a sledgehammer in Riggins' backyard next to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Learn to do the haka and all that kind of stuff. Um uh, if he does not go to Shane State, to me that's going to be a little unrealistic. He's already blown one chance to be a college coach. I mean, all coaches want to move up from where they are. Did things go wrong at TMU? I know things were going to crap here back in Dillon with that new coach and everything, but didn't something happen? I mean, he and his coach, the head coach, I think, weren't quite exactly on the same page. But I think it's, it's, to me it seemed like less that things didn't work at, at TMU, but more that he was having to drive back and forth because that was when Julie was hanging out with the Swede, right, and all that. And she was, you know, the that was when that, she got slapped. Remember that? Then she, then Tammy slapped Julie. I can't remember. Why exactly did he not just move his family to TMU? Was there just they are so loved Dylan? 
But they didn't want to move. She had just gotten that new job. Tammy had as the counselor. Yeah, that's not realistic. Why? Well, that's why. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's a school at TMU, and I'm sure that you're married to the football coach in a college town will help you get a job at the school. That's a good point. Or you just say, my wife's going to be making whatever, you know, she'd be making that whatever, you know, add that extra 30, 40, 50, whatever she'd be making that, you know, Dylan High onto that. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I don't know. With four episodes left, uh, there's some stuff I would have liked to have seen happen. Just some, you know, I I could have done without Epic altogether for the whole year and just had more Buddy or somebody like that, you know? Yeah, I could have done less Julie, actually. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I understand. She's been there from the beginning. I didn't see the point in introducing a new character. On a 13-episode season. Yeah, well, do you want more Mara? Would you have more? rather have more Mara than Epic? <laughs> <laughs> no, I could do without her, too. I, want, I, I would want... rather have more Hastings than Epic, but uh, Hastings is just like a side piece or something. It's becoming apparent. We've never seen anything in his personal life at all. And I was expecting a much more uh, Tinker this year than last year. And it seems like we had more Tinker in season four than five. Yeah, they had him going on the ranch to help Luke's dad build a fence and stuff. Yeah. They, they, they did a lot more with Tinker last year. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. There's just uh, a lot of things I would have liked to have seen that yeah. I didn't. They didn't ask us. But, uh, oh, well, it's been all right. I mean, I, I think overall the show's lost its momentum a little bit. I think they're ending it at the right time. Yeah. I mean, I love the show, obviously. Uh, but I'm not going to lament the loss of of the show because there's not just just not that much more they could do with it. So do you think it for, it goes from <coughs> it goes from Friday Night Lights to uh, to Shane State Football or Shane State Lights? <laughs> it would be nearly as interesting, would it? A uh, lot so of the, I mean, a lot of the central part of the show. I think it's been lost a little bit. It's just that the whole town is obsessed with football. Like yes. we, we don't see as much like the players walk into a store and everybody is, oh, good game the other night and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Again, you know, if you ever go back and watch the first few seasons, because you can stream them all on Netflix if you have Netflix, at least the first two or three seasons, I think. And then, you know, I know people that have them on DVDs. But if you go back and watch, football was, even though I still don't think football was the, was what it was about. Football is mu- still much more the backbone of the of the episodes of the storylines, and I, I actually do miss that a good bit. I rewatched episode one over Christmas. Uh, I was home visiting my parents, and they'd never seen it, so I brought the first season. I was like, y'all should watch this show. We watched the first episode, and it had. I don't know if you remember, even to the point of uh, the the varsity players played a game against the Pee Wee players, right, and. Uh, street led them all in the Lord's Prayer, and they're asking, "Do you think God likes football?" He's like, I think everybody likes football. Yeah, Mister Street. And you can see, you can see, like they run the same system, you know, all the way through Pee Wee, all the way up. So there'll be like these great players and all this kind of stuff. And you remember, there's a great scene. I think it was in the first season where Coach is, is visiting Smash, kind of in the projects or whatever it is, and all the little kids are playing. Yeah. And, uh, Coach goes over there to play a game with them and everything. And they're whispering like, "Oh, that's that's Coach Taylor." Yeah, they're like he's like a, a celebrity, you know, in that town and everything, and it has lost a lot of that, I think. Yeah, 
Well, you, you don't know, see nearly as much of that. Well, there's even that, uh, and it came out last year, I guess, but it was somebody put together a lot of clips from the first three seasons, and I think even the first half or first, you know, third of, of season four to some, you know, all the right moves song, but it had a lot of clips and some of the dialogue even with the first three seasons. And well, I'd never realized how, I guess you say it's progressed or, or just the storylines themselves have moved away from so much more of the football and, and, I cared. I don't want to say I cared more about it then, but I might have cared more about it even back then. I don't know. Yeah, it was a lot closer to the book. It was a lot closer to the source material. Yeah, I, I guess, mean that's that's basically the central theme of the book is how crazy the town is about football. But in East Dillon really didn't care. They didn't give a rip about it at first. Yeah. Right. Well, but in a town like that, I mean, he still has the upper hand now. I would think the focus would shift, you know. Where if it's a football-centered town, they'd really back whichever team is, mm-hmm. you know, the people who are just football fans. Well, we'll see what happens. Well, if, as always, if uh, anybody would like to leave any feedback, we encourage you to go to the – fnlpodcast.com um, and we have all the information on how to get in touch with us there but obviously you can email us at fnlpodcast at gmail.com um, there's a voicemail number there and uh, also on Twitter so anyway we've been excited uh, to see what's happening this season we are almost done four more episodes and uh, we'll see what happens looking forward to it so leave us a number let me leave us a uh, leave us a note look forward to it see ya